Welcome to the Life & Law Podcast. I'm Heather Mulder, former AmLaw 100 partner turned lawyer coach who, just five years into my legal career, found myself teetering on the edge of burnout. But I was determined not to become yet another lawyer burnout statistic. And so I redefined success on my own terms, enabling me to build a profitable legal practice while navigating the challenges of two kids and two bed rests, the 2008 financial crisis, and a battle with breast cancer. What I learned is that you can build a successful legal career without sacrificing your health or personal happiness. And I now help purpose-driven lawyers confidently retake control of their careers and create their next level of success and impact. Join me each week for practical, unfiltered advice on how to successfully navigate the challenging legal market and succeed in both law and life. This is the Life in Law Podcast. Well, hello, hello, everyone. This is Heather Mulder, host of the Life in Law Podcast. I'm super excited to have you with me here today. Welcome to the first week of 2022. This is the first episode in the new year, and I think that's pretty exciting. I hope you're as excited as me. I hope you had a wonderful holiday season, a very safe one, and a very healthy one. And here is to hopefully making 2022 the best year ever. And if that's something you would like to do, then I ask that you hang around to the end because I'm going to be mentioning something for you that's specifically for you uh, at the end. Okay, so let's just dive right into today's topic. We are trying to round out our goal setting and planning series that we've been kind of on and off going on about for the last month or so. And because this is that time of year that we tend to do that, I really wanted to end with my goal planning system so that you can um, really give yourself a leg up to achieving all the things you want this year. So there's not a big point in spending all that time in setting your goals and thinking about the strategies you want to use and all of that without actually having a system in place that helps you go out and do the work that you need to do to actually achieve them. So that's what we're going to go through today. And I don't think it's actually going to be the longest episode. It's probably going to be a little bit shorter than usual, which is probably a good thing given that we're just getting into the new year. But um, it's a really important one if goal achievement is a big deal for you if you like to set goals and you're really hoping to achieve them this year. So hopefully you have set your goals, right? We've been talking a lot this last month about how to set the right goals, um, what values-based goals are, how they bring more purpose and fulfillment. They're more likely to get you where you want to be. If you have not set your goals or if you've not listened to those episodes and frankly, even if you have set your goals and you've not really done it that way, highly recommend you go back and listen to my prior episodes that talk about that because they're really going to help make sure you've set the right goals for yourself. But then once they're set, what next? How do you figure out your next steps? How do you stay committed, focused, and motivated as you go? Because let's be honest, goal achievement isn't easy. And often, What happens is we're really excited when we set our goals, but then we get started and things come up and unexpected events get us off track. And it's just a lot harder to stay motivated and stay on track and and stay focused on our goals. So how do you do that? And what if you need to pivot? How do you even determine when you need to pivot? Because sometimes we set our goals with a set of circumstances and circumstances change on us as 
you know, life goes as we traverse throughout the year. What if things change enough where we think, huh, what I thought I was going to do isn't going to work? How do we figure that out? And what do we do? So that's specifically what we're getting into today. It is a goal mapping framework for how to do all of that. Now, first things first, very quickly, I think you know me well enough to know that I mean this, but I want to make this clear. This does not mean that you're going to successfully achieve every goal that you set. Sometimes your goals are a big stretch and you don't quite get there. And that's totally okay. If you've listened to me in the past, you know that I like stretch goals. It forces you to go bigger, to do more, to be better. And sometimes you just don't get there. Sometimes unexpected things happen. Circumstances change. And those things can impact your ability to achieve your goals. And they often don't have anything to do with you. But here's the thing. When you have a good system in place, a framework, you're going to set yourself up for optimizing your success rate so that you succeed more often than not. And also so that even if you don't quite get there, you're going to get closer than you would if you did not have this type of a system in place. The other thing, and I've already mentioned this, but this bears saying again, sometimes you need to course correct. You need to pivot. This is going to help you with that, with figuring out when that is and how you want to pivot moving forward. So ultimately, this is your framework for long-term success. All right, so before we move into step number one, let me be clear that in order to follow this framework, you want to make sure that you have done your homework. If you recall, we've talked about the questions you want to ask yourself. We've talked about thinking around habits. We've talked about thinking about what your strengths are, what your lessons learned from the last year. All of that goes into the planning process. This is where you use all of that. So step number one is to finalize your strategies for goal achievement. And what I would say to this is let's say you have two big goals. Let's say one of them is to increase originations to a particular amount. Let's say you're of counsel and you want to make equity partner and you've been told you got to get a million in business this year in order to do that. I'm actually using a, a client as an example here from last year. And so you need to determine, okay, well, I know my goal is to get to the million and above mark, right, in originations. How do you do that? That's your strategies. Now, there's a difference between strategies and tactics. So strategies are kind of the big picture how. Like, okay, am I going to collaborate with others? Are there people I want to collaborate with and build a team to go after particular clients? That could be a strategy. Uh, am I going to do speaking at specific types of events where I would meet my perfect clients? Speaking is a strategy. Um, am I going to write in a journal? That is a strategy. Am I going to referral source? You know, ask current clients and contacts who know me and know me well for referrals or introductions. That is a strategy. I'm talking kind of the big picture. What are your strategies? And if you've done your homework, as I previously said, you should have an idea around what's really available to you that you would enjoy and that you would be good at. Because let's face it, 
We don't all have the same talents. We all have different strengths and talents and gifts. You want to utilize your strengths and talents to the best of your ability. So think about what you're really good at. What do people come to you for? How can you utilize that within your strategies and marry the two? This is what I do with my clients a lot is we figure this out. The reason for this is twofold. Number one, it makes it a heck of a lot more enjoyable for you because it's going to come more naturally. And it's what we're strong at, we're good at. People are naturally attracted to us, so it makes it feel easier and it helps us to attract the right clients more naturally as well. And the other thing is because it's more enjoyable, you're more likely to be consistent, okay? So you want to think about, well, what is my goal and what are the various strategies that I could use? And you're going to brain dump it all. Something I do with my one-on-one clients and with my mastermind clients for, for business development is I have this whole spreadsheet that they go through and they just brain dump everything. They brain dump, you know, uh, the associations that they're Uh, that they're a member of or that they could join. They brain dump uh, places they could write. They brain dump places they could speak. They brain dump, you know, their networking contacts, people that they know, people that they want to know that, you know, maybe because when you identify the people you want to get to know, like the clients, the companies, the individuals, whatever it is, you can see a better path eventually to how to get there, Okay. So it's a huge brain dumping exercise. You want to do that. And then as you're doing that, you want to think about where do my strengths come into play? How could I utilize them to marry these things? Now, I want to be clear. Your strategies, you shouldn't have 10 strategies. You shouldn't have five strategies. You may not even want three strategies. You want just a couple that you utilize consistently because there is only so much time in the day. Okay, and this goes for whatever. I'm using business development as an example because I have so many clients who need this, right? But even for like a personal goal of working out, you want to determine your strategies. Do you want to go walking or running or ride a bike or swimming or do weight lifting or do um, mixed martial arts? My kids and my husband do that, right? What are the strategies that could get you there? The type of workout would be a strategy, okay? Do you want, you know, and another strategy would be eating habits. What would that be, right? Um, And there's a lot of things you could do. So you want to brainstorm all of the possibilities, all of the things that come to mind, and then narrow them down into just a couple that you enjoy, that utilize your strengths, and remember, you've thought about your habits. What habits do you have that can help you? I'm an early riser. So if I was starting a new workout strategy, I would probably want to do it in the morning because I get my best energy there. I'm in my best mood in the morning. I'm most prepared for it then. I'm not a night person, y'all. So that's one example. When it comes, let's go back to our business development. I'm a really good teacher. So one of my strategies is speaking, right? And this podcast is also a strategy, a kind of an overarching strategy on how I can help people on a day-to-day basis through the podcast. But it also helps to build my business because people who need my services hear this. And if they get to know me, get my style and think, hey, she can help me, they're more likely to reach out to me. So those are kind of the big picture strategies. So determine your top couple of strategies, right? Right. Now, tactics are 
the day-to-day things you actually do to implement the strategies. So if we're talking working out, then we're talking, okay, as I look forward for the next week, I'm going to do three days where I do 20 minutes of yoga and 20 minutes of walking. I'm going to eat a certain way, that kind of a thing, okay? So those are tactics versus strategies. We're talking strategies here. You just want to pick your top line strategies that you're going to utilize to implement your goals. That's step number one. And again, keep them super simple. Do not pick too many. Secondly, you're going to move on to step number two. Step number two is you want to break your goals down. So most of us set goals that are at least six months or more out. A lot of times we set annual goals. If your goal is something that cannot be attained within the next 90 days, then I want you to break it down into a, into smaller chunks, phases, if you will, so that it's manageable, number one. And number two, there's something about the human psyche When we look forward a year, even six months, it's easy to stop being as focused because it's really hard to see that progress is clearly being made as you go because you're looking so far ahead and it feels like you've just got so far to go. So psychologically, it's better if you break your big goal for the year down into phases, and you go after a piece at a time. So let's go back to the origination goal. For my client who had the million-dollar origination, she would break it out into quarters. This quarter I'm going after X, then Y, then Z, then, you know, the next, right? Now, a note, if that's you, if you have a dollar goal, or maybe even you're trying to lose weight, right? Sometimes we need to be realistic about where we start and where we end up. There's ups and downs, right, as we traverse. Sometimes also based on our practices, if like say we have an origination goal, we have different seasons where we're busier and not busy. So you need to be realistic. It's not necessarily going to be the case if you're looking at something that has a dollar sign next to it for the goal or a number that you're just going to take that overarching number and divide it by four and say, this is what I do. So think really clearly about that because usually that's not going to work. So for example, back when I practiced, I was a corporate finance lawyer. A good chunk, I mean, large chunk of my work came at the end of the year. The last quarter was my biggest collection quarter by far, okay? The first quarter was my smallest by far. So if I had had a goal of a million for the year, and I just split it into four equal pieces, I would completely not meet it that first quarter. And the second quarter, I probably still wouldn't make it. I would get closer, but I would not make it. A lot of my money came in the second half of the year because of the way that my practice worked. So I want you to be really realistic about it. Same goes for weight loss, right? I'm not a weight loss coach, but I know that there are highs and lows. Sometimes you can get started, you can lose a lot of weight very quickly, and then it kind of trails off and it's harder. Um, And sometimes there are ups and downs to that as well. So depending on what your goal is, you want to be realistic and you want to make sure you've set the right quarterly mini goal. I call these like mini goals in this step. 
think about, well, what's achievable? What first portion is achievable within the next 90 days? And that is what you're actually working towards, okay? So step one, determine your big picture strategies and keep them simple. Step two, determine your 90-day mini goal. Where am I actually going to get within the next 90 days so that I can stay focused, stay motivated, and stay on track? The other thing that this gives you is when you – break it into 90-day increments like this, it makes it easier to measure your progress, which then gives you more information and it's better information for you to really be able to sit down and analyze after the end of that first quarter or so and look back and say, okay, where did I miss the mark? What can I do? It's easier than for planning purposes moving forward. Okay, so once you've set your 90-day kind of mini goal, This is when you get into the more day-to-day. You're going to work in like one or two-week increments. And I actually recommend one-week increments because I think it's easier for planning purposes, especially for us lawyers out there, because unexpected things come up and it's just really hard to plan too far forward, okay? So you're going to sit down at the beginning of each week or maybe the end of each week and look forward a week. And you're going to decide, okay, here's my overarching goal. What is actually achievable within the next week, given what I've got on my calendar, given what's likely to come up, given that I need some wiggle room in there for emergencies, etc. What am I actually going to do this next week to move my goal forward? And this is when the tactics really come into play, okay? So this is when you block off time in your calendar over the course of the next week for work that specifically goes towards achieving those 90-day mini goals. couple of things here. Absolutely, positively, do not schedule your calendar so full of stuff you need to do towards goal achievement that you do not have enough time for life, for regular work. Because remember, your goals are outside of all the regular stuff that comes up in the in day-to-day life, in day-to-day business, in day-to-day practicing of law. Some of the stuff that you're doing in the day-to-day, yes, probably does move you forward a little bit on your goals. But there is other stuff that you need to do that you've identified within your strategies that is more, different, okay? This is what I'm talking about, setting aside time for that and then following that schedule and doing it, which means it should not take up a ton of time. So if it's a personal goal, let's go back to the working out. This is where you decide over the course of the next week, based on what I've been doing and how I'm feeling and what my progress is, here's what I'd like to do. I'm going to work out five times. Twice, it's going to be a longer one-hour workout. Three times, it's going to be a shorter 30-minute workout. And this is what I'm going to do. And these are the days I'm going to do it. And you're going to actually block that time off, okay? And then you're going to do it. If it's for building your business and you've got that million-dollar goal and you have a strategy to put together a speech, right? You have a speech in mind that you think could do really, really well. You've identified the groups that you want to go speak at. Well, you got to actually spend the time to put it together. And you got to spend the time to reach out and follow up. Those are the types of things that go into your calendar, So maybe you set aside a two-hour chunk of time to work on the speech this week. And then maybe next week you finish it up and then you start the reach out. And thereafter, you have an hour every week for reaching out, right? 
That's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. You need to actually get it in your calendar. These are the tactics. These are the day-to-day things you need to be doing to keep going. So as you go, you're going to notice something. Every week, you want to set aside about 20 minutes of time to do this, to sit down and to plan the week ahead. And as you traverse along this and you start doing it, you're going to start looking back. Okay, what did I do this last week? What did I get done? Did I get everything done that I had planned? Did I not? And why? You're going to ask some questions as you go through this, and you're going to pay attention. Am I overestimating the time it takes to do things? Am I underestimating the time it takes to do things? Have I decided on a strategy that's just not going to work? Over time, these things are going to become obvious to you. Now, be realistic with yourself. Sometimes we're a little too hard and we're too quick to give up. Don't do that. Push through. You don't want to give up quickly. This is why we have 90-day goals, okay, mini goals that we're working towards. But you also want to be realistic with yourself. Learn from whatever mistakes you made, whatever lessons are learned, and take that information as you plan your week ahead and move forward, all right? The other thing I would say is it's totally okay if you're not estimating time properly. That happens, especially when you start something like this. Um, In my experience, what I see happening is the first month or two feels like a mess if you've not done this type of a thing before. But the cool thing is, as you continue to go, by the end of that first 90-day period, and often really within the first 30 to 60 days, you get better at it. And you learn where you tend to get stuck, and you learn how to get around that, and, you know, how to plan better. Um, So don't worry about it too much. It it feels a little clunky at first, and that's totally okay. Remember, this is a learning process. You're creating a new habit. You're learning from it. Just utilize that time. Don't beat yourself up over it. And um, learn, know that you're doing better, and keep moving, okay? So at the end of that 90-day period, what next? Well, that's when you go back and you look at the whole 90 days, And you kind of step back and take a bigger picture look. This is step number four. You look back before you set your next 90-day goal and you say, okay, am I where I thought I'd be? Why or why not? What helped me? What hindered me? What got in the way? How? What can I learn from this? How do I want to take what I've learned moving forward? This is where you have bigger tweaks because you've got better lessons learned. And it's easier to measure your progress at this point based on where you thought you'd be and where you ended up, okay? And you make the tweaks you need to make to your tactics, to your strategies, to the goal itself, whatever you need to do. And then you set your next 90-day mini goal that gives you, gets you even closer to that overall goal that you're getting to. And you just keep going. Work in one one week increments. Keep going. At the end of that 90 days, do the look back, reset, learn what you need, tweak, course correct, reset your next mini goal, okay? It's just a process that you keep going and going and going. And that, my friends, is it. That is my framework for how to successfully achieve your goals. One final note before I wrap up. Sometimes you're going to have things in your calendar and you're not going to do them. 
I would impress upon you to guard that time as best you can, okay? Goal achievement isn't easy. And if you keep putting things off, you're never going to get there and you're really going to get discouraged. So try not to allow things to get in the way. Really keep that time sacrosanct as much as you possibly can. Now, that being said, emergencies come up. And sometimes emergencies do take precedence. Now, do remember (laughs) that a while back, I think it was like episode 9 or 10, we talked about prioritization. And I'll link to that in the show notes. If you haven't listened to it, I highly recommend you go back and listen because oftentimes we think emergencies are automatic priorities. And that's not necessarily the case. So you want to make sure it truly is a priority. But emergencies come up that truly are priorities. Oftentimes these are client-led things. And we have to push off the things we had scheduled. My recommendation for you is when that happens, that you take a look at it, take a moment to say, okay, when else can I get this done? And reschedule that time right then and there, okay? So that it still gets done. And you don't feel like, oh my God, I'm losing yet more time on what I wanted to get done. All right? So that's just a quick tip to help you more effectively get through this and um, stick to it and and stay on track. All right, so that is the system. As always, I hope you got a lot out of today's episode. I do have one quick ask of you. Please share this with at least one person you know that you think would benefit from today's episode. I would greatly appreciate it. One of my goals for this year is to really grow this podcast and get it in front of as many people as possible. So if you could share it with somebody that you think would enjoy it, I would appreciate it. And finally, as promised at the beginning of this, if you are ready to go big this year and you don't want to just dream about your practice anymore and what it could be and making it better and increasing your business and all of that, right? but you're ready to actually do the things that you need to do, but you would like high-level help in making sure you have set the right goal for yourself, making sure it's realistic, making sure you can get there, Um, setting the right strategies and really thinking through what are your strengths and how can you best utilize them so that you can make the process fun and so that you can be more consistent. And then coming up with a very specific first 90-day plan step-by-step, then I'm your girl. I would invite you to take a look at the Give Yourself a Success Edge VIP Intensive. I have specifically made that this for private practice attorneys who really want to go big in their practices this year, would like high-level help, but might not have the time to commit to a six-month coaching uh, relationship. I will have a link to that in the show notes. I suggest that you get give it a look quickly because it is soon going away. All right, that is it for today. Next week, we are actually going to interview a guest around kind of some of the daily practical things to be doing to help you better plan your day, better plan your week, and get the things that you want to get done actually done and knocked off of your to-do list. So do join me. I'll be talking to you next week. Bye for now. 
Thank you for listening to the Life and Law Podcast. If you enjoyed this week's episode and aren't yet a follower or subscriber, be sure to hit the follow or subscribe button so that you don't miss an episode. For show notes and free resources to help you succeed in both Life and Law, including the Life and Law Roadmap, visit lifeandlawpodcast.com.